0: You're listening to The Whole Truth, a Resources Rising Stars podcast. Welcome to the latest episode of The Whole Truth podcast. I'm Paul Armstrong and I just had a very good chat with Alex Dorsch. Alex had a very challenging week. He's the managing director of Chalice Mining. Chalice put out their scoping study on the Gonville project in Western Australia and the share price, to put it bluntly, got knocked around. It was a harsh reaction, many would say. Alex hasn't dismissed the share price and some of the feedback he's had, but equally he feels a little aggrieved in some respects, and after listening to this podcast, I think he'll share his view. The project and the company is still in its infancy in the scheme of things, perhaps a victim of its own success having grown so fast, and the scoping study is just that, a scoping study, but clearly some investors either didn't like what they saw or wanted more. Alex says there is much more to come, it's still early days, the project's growing, and there's a lot more work to do on key studies like metallurgy and mining. Alex has faced the music, he took it on the chin, he explains why he thinks the share price reacted like it did, and what the company's focusing on to ensure that it unlocks the full value of what he says is a world-class asset with huge growth potential in Western Australia. Alex is a young bloke, very smart guy, very driven and motivated, but he's also straight to the point. He's given a very full and frank assessment of the situation. Cella shareholders will get a lot out of this chat, as will those who are wondering whether the lower share price is an opportunity to buy. Alex, I expected you to come in here with a black eye and a blood nose and and a bit of bandage around your head. You look remarkably calm for a bloke that's had a pretty uh, tough couple of days. What do you make of it all? Yeah,
1: it's a good good question, Paul. Um, I'm I'm I am somewhat perplexed. I have to say, I think we weren't anticipating that sort of reaction uh, to any degree. Uh, we obviously think our study is is fundamentally robust and and high quality, uh, and we stand by the assumptions we made. Uh, I think the some of the economic assumptions we've used have been. Uh, I guess it's a bit of a shame that they've been the the focus of, of a lot of the negative criticism um, this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that has been a bit surprising given that we are, you know, talking about uh, a mining operation that comes online in 2029. So quite frankly, spot prices or near term prices are, are largely irrelevant. Uh, and we're talking about a mining operation that comes online in 2029 and continues for, for something like 20 years. Uh, and probably goes well beyond that. Um, so we we were we were somewhat surprised at the at the the negativity around those those assumptions. I think it's also is somewhat questionable. I think in in some minds the the economic realities of some other long term assumptions that are that are out there, particularly around PGE prices. Um, we've obviously you know showed people the the. What the supply curve for the the PG in, what the cost curve for the PG industry looks like at the moment, uh, and it's quite difficult uh, for any of those sort of third or fourth quartile producers to to make any sort of margin at uh, at current levels. So our view is uh, PGE prices really you know have to have to go to more like fifteen hundred plus levels uh, for them to be for the industry to be sustainable. Uh, and uh, and there's also a, a very high level of cost inflation in in particularly South Africa. huge operational challenges. Um, Nurelsk, obviously, is politically um, very complex situation. Um, so there's a there's a number of factors in that PG supply chain which which have big question marks over it. Um, so we were again quite surprised at uh, that that there's uh, I guess such a dogmatic view around the c- the consensus uh, long term forecasts.
0: You're right, there has been so much debate in the past couple of days about the price assumptions you used in that scoping study, but it's irrelevant, isn't it? If you take a view that this project won't be in production for, as you say, six or seven years, and if you have a view that prices for the products from that project will be at the same level they are today, you wouldn't buy cellar shares anyway, would you? In fact, you probably wouldn't buy shares in many of the ASX-listed resources companies.
1: I think i think exactly right there's some economic realities that um that uh, that people are perhaps ignoring um i think it, it just reflects i guess the a, a, a very weak sentiment across the market uh, at the moment um at the the reality is that uh, yeah we we have a lot of option value on on uh prices but also a lot of exploration upside beyond what we know about today uh, and obviously the studies a good job at sort of looking at some options for us but it is not a comprehensive uh suite uh, by any means so there's there's lots to do and and as you said there's lots of reasons to own chalice because of that that option value and that fundamental value when you consider how how few projects like ours are, are around in the in the space or in the investable space
0: do you think many respects alex you and chalice uh your team are a victim of your own success, it's still a relatively young company, isn't it? And to have a market cap that you've got and and to have built that up so quickly uh, probably encourages people or results in people losing sight of the fact that it's still, in many respects, a company in its infancy.
1: Yeah, I think that is perhaps a victim of our own success to a degree because we found something so unique and so big. That uh, the market doesn't see these types of discoveries very often, sort of you know once in a decade, once in twenty year type occurrence. Um, so the market, I think, struggles um, particularly sort of the short term focused market struggles to understand um, that uh, that maturing and and being development ready on a project this size does take a lot of work and a lot of you know narrowing of uh, estimate accuracy over time, and I think the uh, I think the one of the frustrations we've seen is that the uh, the 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 scoping study has been thought of as almost like a development ready sort of ready to pull the the trigger on, uh, whereas you know there is a lot of work yet to be done to to obviously you know tighten up the the accuracy on those assumptions, go through PFS then FS. You know, there's a, there's a huge amount of work to do before we can be in a position to accurately value the asset or, or put it this way, get, get a, a, a metric from a study, which is a, which is a representative of the value
0: of the asset. Do you regret doing the scoping study? Some people would say, why didn't you just keep drilling it, grow the infantry and eventually jump straight to a PFS level?
1: No, I think we've had a lot of good feedback uh, on the on the study, the quality, of the work, the the de-risking element that that brings. Uh, even though I guess there has been a lot of commentary around the the price assumptions, that that the vast majority of the feedback around the fundamentals of the study and in the the importance of of ha- how how much that de-risks the the path line forward has been very well received. So no, we needed to do a a scoping study and we needed to scope some options. Um, but I think, uh, like I said, it's a it's, a, it's a, an, a the expectations. I think were perhaps that we were going to be more advanced than where the, the project is. Um, so we we have to I think be realistic about you know what it takes to, to develop a, a big mining project like
0: we like we have. So where do you go from here? Uh, is it still the case that this is uh, this project? It has a big exploration element to it. Can we still say to investors, hey, the real driver of growth here? Uh, outside of recovery or in commodity prices is actually in ongoing exploration and resource growth. Sure. So I, I think that's the, that's
1: the challenge of trying to do studies on a resource that's still being defined and still growing. So it's, it's, there's no perfect answers at this point, right? So we've got obviously, you know, a very sizable resource there on farmland at Gonville. And then we've got this huge land package, which surrounds that, which we've got effectively full control over and we're doing lots of work regionally and we know these things typically do repeat. They typically do cluster. They are very, very seldomly singular occurrences, mineral deposits of this type. So, you know, when you think about the big famous nickel, copper, PGE provinces, you you typically think of, you know, strings of deposits, clusters of, of deposits over camps and then potentially multiple camps within provinces. Um, and so, yeah, the West Uyghur, we absolutely think has, has much more to give. Um but that that uh, you know we are effectively exploring it for the very first time. um so whilst we whilst we know you know getting a, a project like Gonville developed requires a lot of work, a lot of analysis and a lot of uh, iterations to get through studies, It's exactly the same in in terms of exploring a new province. you you've got to acquire data, interpret that data, reassess, and then and then continue to refine and hone in. On on where the potential lies, and we've got we've got dozens of, of potential targets that we already know about in that West gun and we're we're going to really start upping the ante and drilling them uh, in the in the coming months, which is obviously very very exciting and and uh, and and it and it demonstrates I guess Chalice is much more than just the the Gonville project, which and the and the Gonville
0: scoping study um, that that obviously is capturing the the headlines this week. Do you expect that time will show that this scoping study, Alex, was actually focused on what would be a relatively small part of the overall development scenario at Chalice, that by the time you come to actually dig a hole here and and produce something, the project would be vastly different from the one that was in that study anyway? I think that's exactly what you see if you look at uh,
1: studies uh, from other projects. Um, I remember shortly after I joined Chalice in late 2017. I think the Kathleen Valley, you know, Lyon Towns Kathleen Valley scoping study went out with a very large open pit, uh, somewhat more modest metrics than, than the companies, uh, you know, obviously seen in the, in the DFS and subsequent studies. Uh, and that, that project completely changed from their initial scoping level view, if you like, or the cases that were presented in the scoping study to what is now being constructed out there at that project. And so in the space of about four or five years, things change. Uh, and yes, as as obviously the resources better understood, drilled out, the the metallurgy is better understood, the process flow sheet, the optimum pathway to market is, is better understood. You, you are iterating, you're capturing value and you're potentially totally transforming the, uh, the nature of the project as you advance it. And, and so, yes, uh, I think you see that time and time again, particularly in the more uh, larger complex projects, obviously Kathleen Valley being a, a fantastic large uh, lithium uh, asset. You, you can see that um, Gonville is probably even more, you know, complex and, and multi-layered because of this polymetallic nature. And, and that's what makes it you know, that's what gives it this potential that obviously a lot of our strong believers can see very clearly is that, uh, you know, resources like this just aren't found very, very often and they, they they can become some of the most, you know, prolific, long-lived mining operations and sort of iconic mining operations of, of, uh, of the world.
0: Now, you mentioned that exploration obviously has the potential to change the face of this project dramatically from here on in but the sale process that you're running in parallel with that exploration could also change the dynamics, couldn't it? I mean, if you were to bring in a big expert, a big company that that specializes in PG's and the like, that might bring a a different lens to the project. Is, Is that possible? Look,
1: absolutely. That's what we we flagged when we started the, the the partnering process that's that's ongoing at the moment. The you know we knew there was going to be some feedback from those parties, and that was going to be very interesting to sort of get some perspectives from companies that have been building assets like this and 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 operating assets like this for 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 decades. Um, so we've we yeah we have sort of left deliberately that that options open Uh, we've taken that approach where we want to maximize the optionality and and tweak um you know things as we go through the studies phase according to what we hear from those parties and and also bring them in early and and then there's a co-design element of of of, on the asset so it's a it's very much you know from the big from the outset designed to to you know at, at its full potential um as opposed to us you know sort of going on one path and then a, a, a bigger entity potentially having to change the, change uh, the, the studies or redo the work again. So that's what's driven us to, you know, open the door to strategic partnerships. And I think that's a, a fantastic way to fund, um, big resource projects. Obviously the, the LNG industry was, was, was very, very effective at, at doing this. Um, and, and yeah, that some of the bigger, um, more sort of tier one type, Precious metals assets in the world also have sort of partnerships at the asset level, um, which which work very very effectively. You know where where there's you know where where there's sufficient scale to warrant
0: um, sharing a bit of upside, but sharing a bit of risk. What would you say to an investor who's watched their chela shares go for an almighty run? They've done well out of it. They've run it up high. It's pulled back already. Pulled back significantly in line with commodity prices in the wider market now they've had another bruising on the back of this scoping study and some of their reaction. What would be your message to those shareholders who have decided to hold on and and stick it out?
1: I think first and foremost, uh, don't listen to the noise. There's a lot of short-term noise and speculation and naysayers and a lot of scepticism in a market, particularly when times are tough. So uh, the industry, in terms of where commodity prices are, and the sector is 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 in a tough period at the moment. Probably, with the exception of of lithium, um, so that I, I would say sort of try and try and sort of see the big picture, and and I guess that's what that's how I run the company, and that's how Charles operates. We we set a vision and a strategy, and we and we stick to it. We don't let the sort of short term nuances of market forces impact our thinking and i think that's where you can you can generate significant alpha as an investor obviously if you can pick those those trends and pick those those moments in in time where you know almost there's you know as warren warren buffett always says you know when there's maximum panic that's where you should be most greedy um so uh, I, I think that's that's the that's the first message and i think secondly you you look to the fundamentals of that uh, that we we have there you know at gonville it it is it's scale. It's the the commodity mix. It's the scarcity of those metals, the the desirability of those metals to achieve all the 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 aims um, that you know the the policymakers are, are trying to achieve: decarbonizing the global economy. You you look beyond, and and then you look beyond that short term no- noise, and what you see is there's very few investable opportunities in the suite of commodities. Uh, in and in terms of new projects in particular, there's very, very few options to to select from. So I would say, look, look at the look focus on the long term and the big picture, um, and uh, the resources still getting defined, the the studies are still you know working out the optimum way to to develop this asset. And, uh, and, yeah, we've got the right people within Chalice to, to tackle the problem. And, and like I said as well, we've, you know, we've opened the door to, to strategic partnerships, uh, which we, we think can add a lot of value as well.
0: I mean, if you were Twiggy, perhaps you might say, don't worry about these little challenges, just look at the role we're going to play in saving humanity.
1: Yeah, look, we won't we won't go there with saving humanity. I think that's probably a bridge too far for for for, um, for you know, us. You, you're not you're
0: not claiming that one, mate. That's, that's that's not on the
1: agenda. Uh, sure, maybe maybe one day I, I am young after all. But um, but look, <laughs> I think I think yeah, you 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 have to have a bit of vision, and 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 certainly no one can no one can um, criticise Andrew Forrest's vision. Uh, I think for sure you you have to admire the 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 vision he's had there uh, in the pilbara um and and what he's been able to create there is 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 quite frankly unrivaled uh, in the space and and I've been obviously lucky to to spend time with tim Goito, who's obviously a fantastic entrepreneur very successful guy and uh and and obviously it was fantastic to get a call from him yesterday reassuring me that you know the the long-term smart money is, is 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 telling you don't worry about this 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 short-term market, you know focus on the long term and uh, And and you you're doing everything right. So, you know, it's important to have those types of people in the world I just wish there was a few more of them
0: now Tim's not one to mince his words Is he he was quoted in the in the mainstream press saying that the market needs to get real in respect to the uh, the share price reaction to the scoping study uh, Tim doesn't perhaps have the same sort of uh, desire to have apostles as Twiggy does, but he does call a spade a shovel. He was of the view, isn't he, that uh, you've got to be there for the long term in these sorts of projects.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it goes without saying, You, if you invest, if you're, if you're in the mining industry, you want to have a, a serious prize because there are risks. And so if there is a sufficient prize there, which, which Gonville is and the West Yulgarn, you know, certainly is, then it makes it worth it because you can sort of, you know, get through these, these moments of weakness and these, these, uh, these periods of of short-term focus. And, and you can sort of tolerate, you can tolerate the ups and downs if you, if you can see that
0: there's a big enough prize there. So let's cap, we'll finish off by recapping. What are the things that you're going to focus on, let's say, the three key pieces of action news flow, if you like, over the next nine months, the rest of this financial year, that investors can expect from your team. So, so being a still a
1: small company, of course, the uh, the team is 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 moving very quickly, adapting to information, you know, new information all the time. So, the things we're looking at, uh, obviously, as we've outlined, that the the priority, the focus for Gonville now is to delineate uh, underground resources and really sort of you know bring in the early underground option that we can see transforming there and that 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 we think you know could have a material impact on on the open pit uh, and the economics you know particularly you know if it if it can bring forward higher grade you know early in the in the mine plan which we which we think it can um, at, secondly i think the yeah that that flow sheet uh, we've done obviously a, a lot of work on it but there is a lot of work to go to to work out the the, uh, the, uh, the optimum pathway there, as I said, you know, we do have some more work to do on the nickel and cobalt. That's probably an area we've had some criticism on the, um, and, and we, we, we take that criticism there. We've, we've opted for, I guess, a lower risk strategy, you know, by you know, producing a copper concentrate and then sort of floating the, the nickel into a, into a, into a bulk concentrate to, to, to treat with a hydromet process. You know, we we need to do some more diagnostic work because we don't really have a very good answer at the moment mineralogically as to why those nickel and cobalt recoveries are are, are low. So there's that that is you know the focus for the for the processing um, team, uh, and then obviously you know permitting permitting is the next one that that's obviously coming up um, very quickly. The the beginning of that process, we were going to be referring this project, starting the major environmental approvals early next year. Uh, and then obviously from a corporate perspective on top of that, it's, it's really sort of, you know, working this strategic partnering process and working out, you know, who, who is the right long-term partner to bring in, uh, to this asset, um, or, or in what form we, we, we do that. Um, and, uh, and obviously lot, lots of options on the table there. So we continue to, to evaluate those. Um, and And I guess more importantly, you know stay focused on the on the the you know painting that full potential value picture um, for for shareholders on 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 what the worst yield gun could be and the, and and sort of you know keep the keep the drill rigs going. On, on all those other targets, all those other potential Gonville-like targets out there that, that we have in the in the province.
0: There's a couple of work streams in there that could have the potential will have the potential for a major impact on the economics, isn't there? You know, you mentioned the underground and the potential for the higher grade, or and what that could do, and also the recovery work. You increase those recoveries, presumably, that goes straight to the bottom line. So, I take it from that there's a there's a fair emphasis on things that would uh, drive increased IRRs and the like, it's not just about, um, making the project bigger.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not just about size. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't like to use the, the, I don't think calling the study half done is, is appropriate because there's obviously a lot of work we've done there and we've, we've, you know, incorporated a lot and achieved a lot, you know, to get to it, to that point in a short period of time. but. I guess the underground you know complementing the the open pit mining schedules will will in our view be be significant uh, and that will sort of allow it to be a complete study if you like um so and 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 exactly right obviously recoveries are are everything uh, everyone who who knows mining understands that uh, that you know what you ultimately get in terms of recovered metal out of your processes is 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 the make or break of a project so um, yeah, we we've got lots of work to do there. Like I said, to to tweak in it. Yeah, of course it's it's a it's at a scoping study level of definition, and uh, and 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 typically what happens now is we just we do some diagnostics. We really do more detailed work, and and hopefully we get a, a better answer at the end of it.
0: Alex, thanks very much for your time today. You've obviously obviously had a bit of a bruising few days, but nonetheless, you, as I said at the outset, you're very calm about it, which I suppose reflects the view that. This is a very long-term project and in a couple of days, share price reaction ultimately in the long term won't be here or there. So thanks very much for taking the time out to join us and uh, we'll obviously watch this very closely and perhaps have another chat around Christmas time to see how uh, the plan of attack is unfolding.
1: Thanks, Paul. I like how you uh, lured me in there for for a follow-up. Thank you. Thanks, mate. You've been listening to The Whole Truth. A Resources Rising Stars podcast produced by Resource Media, hosted by Paul Armstrong for Reed Corporate. Please note that Reed Corporate does not provide investment advice, and investors
0: should seek personalised advice before making any investment decisions.